0: ...a link between Roman culture and the great mythic stories of the earlier Greek culture, specifically the story of the Trojan War. In the Aeneid, Virgil links Rome's history with the myths of Greece by telling us how Aeneas, a minor member of the Trojan royal family, escaped from Troy at the end of the Trojan War, made his way westward, eventually came to Italy, and founded a new people there in Italy. So Aeneas is a Trojan, but he's also the ancestor of the Roman people. By forming this link between Greek mythic history and Rome's actual history, the Aeneid is in fact a sort of epitome for what Roman culture did in general, borrow and adapt Greek models to provide background for its own culture as I'll talk about later on in this lecture. The Aeneid, once it was written, or once it was published after Virgil's death in 19 BC, the Aeneid quickly became one of the foremost literary texts of Rome. In fact, it became one of the texts that was focused on in the Roman education from its creation really up to the fall of the Roman Empire in 476 AD. The Aeneid, along with the plays of Terence, the rhetorical works of Cicero and the history of Sallust was one of the four primary literary texts that Roman schoolchildren studied so it had enormous influence within Roman culture itself. And because of Rome's incalculable influence on later Western European civilization, the Aeneid served as a model for a great deal of later literature and as an inspiration for art, for music, for all sorts of later cultural developments. The most obvious influence, I suppose, that the Aeneid had was on Dante's Divine Comedy, where of course Virgil appears as a character in that later epic. During late antiquity and in the Middle Ages, Greek was not studied in Western Europe. The Roman Empire divided into the Western Empire and the Eastern Empire. The Eastern Roman Empire is often also called Byzantium or the Byzantine Empire. And during late antiquity and the Middle Ages, there was a great division, between Western Europe and Eastern Europe, and Greek was forgotten in Western Europe. Greek literature, Greek language, Greek culture were not studied. What this means is that the Aeneid became the primary source during these centuries of the Middle Ages for The Trojan War myth, that myth that is one of the most important and pervasive myths of Greek, Roman, and later Western civilization, was known in the Middle Ages primarily through Virgil's description of it in the Aeneid. This is part of why the Aeneid's influence on later literature and culture is so enormous, because for many centuries, it was really the main source of information on the Trojan War and the sack of Troy. Even once Greek literature was rediscovered in Western Europe, in the late Middle Ages and in the Renaissance, even then, the Aeneid, as it happens, gives the fullest surviving account that we have of some of the most important events in the Trojan War story. For instance, the story of the sack of Troy, of how Troy actually fell at the hands of the Greeks, the story of the Trojan horse, the famous device by which the Greeks got entrance into the city of Troy, those events are described far more fully in the Aeneid than they are in any other work of ancient literature that has survived to the present day. So while we now also have access to Greek literature telling about the Trojan War, such as the Iliad, the Odyssey, some of the great tragedies, and so forth, Still, the Aeneid is very important for us because it gives the fullest account of the destruction of Troy and of the ruse of the Trojan horse. So, one thing that the Aeneid does, obviously, for its original. Audience and for us today is to provide a great deal of information about the Trojan War and to detail Aeneas's adventures after he escapes from Troy and makes his way to Italy. However, the Aeneid is much more than just an adventure story. It's much more than just a story about Aeneas's wanderings or even a story about the Trojan War and its aftermath. The Aeneid is also an examination of leadership of conflicting duties and desires, particularly the conflict that a leader faces between his private desires and his public duties, and in in short, the relationship of the individual to society. So the